0: In which we're both asking God to be, to draw us nearer to him, but also as we do this together, we as a community of believers draw closer to each other as well. Nearer, still nearer.
1: Preach the Word. I was thinking the other day, I wonder what people that are visiting here feel like when they hear you guys start yelling like that. Preach the Word. You guys sound so demanding, kind of, you know? But that's good. Keep demanding that. Let's always demand that that's what we preach here. Uh, I just want to say, yesterday was, a lot of you were here and some of you weren't able to make it, but yesterday was an amazing day of outpouring from our community of love for Monique Davis, for Kalama, Kalama Jr., Keone, and Kalani, and uh, we just love you guys, and I thank you for being here today. I mean, that's just huge that you guys are here with us, and let us continue to uh, love on you guys, and and continue to be in your life. Uh, It's going to be a rough season, and uh, we want to be Here with you to walk through that. So, thank you guys for being here. And I want to thank them because they left these flowers, beautiful flowers that were here from Monique's uh, memorial service. And so, I'm really thankful they've left those here today. So, we love you guys a lot. We're going to preach the word, and we are in our series that we've been doing called The Gift. And that's why we have all these gifts up on stage here this morning. Uh, We we learned from Acts chapter 2, the very first week we learned. That, uh, that Jesus said, or I'm sorry, Peter said, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We learned it was the Holy Spirit is the gift. One of the gifts, one of the great gifts that Oh, don't, don't pay attention to that. You guys don't, don't even pay attention to that. Just keep it right here. We're going to talk about God's Word. So I want you, this is important. So just stick right here with me. Uh, so, yeah, Acts 2, that's what we did the first day. And then after that, just like uh, Brian mentioned, we talked about even better. Jesus said even better than, than him being here was the Holy Spirit. He's gonna. Oh, don't pay, ten... don't pay attention to that. You guys don't pay attention over there over here. Just keep right here. We're talking about God's Word. And so what we did was the first, we're opening a gift each day. And the first day we open this treadmill right here from Galatians 5. We want to stay in step with the Spirit. So we said, this is going to remind us, this gift is going to remind us every time, every week of staying in step with the Spirit. Now, after that, after we had done Galatians 5, then we went on, and you guys just stick with me right up here, okay? Right after that, then, we said, the next thing we opened was this backpack right here. And, and we looked and we said, you know what, that we have Great to risk. Here. It's quite a good idea to do it Bean Crosby? No, oh, Don't pay attention to being Crosby. Don't worry about him. Okay. Yeah, don't watch this. Just stick with me here, because what we've got is we want to risk with the Holy Spirit. We don't want to stay safe at home. We want to get our backpack and go where the Spirit wants us to go. Now, if you've been struggling with staying in step or taking risks, or if you just don't sense there's much relationship, we're going to open a new present today, and I think it's going to help you. I think it's going to help you a lot. If if you're not able to stay in step with the Spirit, This may be the reason right here. And so here's our gift for this week to remind us what we need to stay in step with. What do we get to do with the Holy Spirit? And here it is. Here it is right here.
0: In the Sorry.
1: I had a set of these for every single one of you to put on because it's amazing you put noise reducing headphones on how quiet it is maybe more amazing than that is how loud our lives are how we become accustomed to all the noise that we live in. And that's not really normal. It's not. There should be a place of quiet. Quiet is supposed to be part of our experience of the Holy Spirit. Pray with me and then we'll read our scripture this morning. Lord God, forgive us. So many words. So much activity. So much busyness. It's like we're addicted to it, God, like we're drug addicts, and we can't even be still and shut our mouths for a few minutes. Forgive us. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would help us to hear you today. Give us the ears to hear what the Spirit says. In Jesus' name, amen. John chapter 14, and verse 25. John 14, 25 says this. I'm sorry, starting in verse 26. John 14. Uh, no, 25. Just can't see it very good anymore these days. 25. Jesus said, all this I've spoken while I've still been with you. Verse 26. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. God says this, peace is available. Peace is available in the midst of fear, in the midst of hard Horrible situations in our life. Peace is available, but it's dependent on, upon us listening to the counselor, listening to the teacher. This book that I mentioned to you guys last week, Forgotten God by Francis Chan, where I've been inspired by some of the thoughts that we're sharing this month. And, and we do have some more copies out here. They all got uh, bought last week, and they're, they cost us $11, and you can buy one out in the foyer for $11 And uh, so we bought a few more this week, and there's some more out there if you want to get one. But I wanted to tell you one of the things he said, Francis Chan in this book says, Our lack of intimacy with God often is due to our refusal to unplug and shut off communication from all others so that we can be alone with God. Think about for a moment, Cody alluded to this, he was talking about this with his wife. Think about your own spouse or your own family or your own friends or those people that have maybe, if if you're not married, people that have been a lover or something in the past that you've fallen in love with. Think about those people that you've been most intimate with in your life. And think about the important things that get said in quiet moments. Think of the things you've listened to them say. Whispering in your ear. I love you. Face to face, tears rolling down their cheeks. I forgive you. Big smile on their face. I think you're awesome. See, these are the kind of things that God wants us to hear from Him about us. He wants us to hear these things. But we must carve out space and time to be still and know that He's God. So that's the first point today. The whole illustration, the whole idea is just simply... This week, I'm challenging you to find some time to unplug. I think it's amazing that during church, some of you can't even unplug during church. That's what we came here for. We came here to have some time to worship. I was telling the teens this a couple of weeks ago. Did you know that the Greek word for worship also can be the word that means to kiss? That's how intimate. We've come here to worship. We've come here to be intimate, to almost kiss God and yet right in the middle, oh, I got a text. Oh, brr, I got to do my text. Oh, hey, guess what? You know, we got to, can't wait to tell you. I got to talk to you. got to share this with you. got to laugh. got to, we can't even in church unplug. The first point is slow down. Be still this week. Unplug because we get to listen to the Holy Spirit. How? How, John? How do we listen to the Holy Spirit? Well, that's how we're going to finish today, and I'm going to move pretty quickly through four ways that we get to listen to the Holy Spirit. Here they are. Number one, we get to listen to the Holy Spirit through creation. Through creation. Listen to what Psalm 19, Psalm 19 verses 1 through 4 say. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the glory the work of His hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. There's no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words into the ends of the world. The heavens are speaking. Have you ever thought of that before? The heavens are speaking. They're talking. They're saying something. Do you hear? Do you hear them? Do you hear the sunrise and the sunset? The clouds, the sun, the moon, the stars? Do you hear them all declaring, God is beautiful. And God makes beautiful things. Do you hear them? Do you slow down and listen to the praise of the raindrops? You ever thought about that, that raindrops are praising God? I thought about this once when I was at camp. There's a little thing that kids do at camp when it's not raining, and they say, oh, we need to make it rain. Some of you have seen this before. As a matter of fact, I just was thinking, I was thinking, I'm just going to make you guys do this today. So everybody sit up, wake up. Come on, wake the person up next to you. Okay, and so everybody, we're going to do it this way, and there's anybody that doesn't participate, I'll just get you to come up on stage, and you can help me, okay? So here we go. Everybody put your hands like this, right in front of you, just like this. And as I do it over here, I'll go across, and then you guys start as I come over here, and then we're going to change. So here we go, right here. You guys keep going over there. Isn't that cool? Doesn't that actually sound like rain? No? <laughs> I think it does a little bit, but I was thinking about that once when we were doing that at camp with kids, and I was thinking, you know, when we we're all clapping, I was thinking, that's kind of what rain is doing. Rain's kind of clapping. It's like it's clapping for God. It's making the same noise as clapping. It's like saying, yay, God. Look what God does. God provides for us. Yay, God is awesome. The heavens are declaring. The heavens are praising the Nature and, and creation all around us is shouting God's voice to us. But do we hear? The devil doesn't want us to hear that nature is praising God. And so, one of the things he does, is he keeps us indoors all the time. He keeps us inside. And he keeps us, as we've been talking about, addicted to media, watching and listening and plugged in all the time. And then, of course, he sold us some lies or people in the world, sold lies about where this all came from. That it didn't even come from God. That God's not the one who created all of this, but it came from somewhere else. I like the story I heard about a little girl. She asked her mom, where did the human race start? And her mom said, well, God made Adam and Eve. They had children, and so then all mankind was made. That's where mankind came from. A couple days later, a little girl, she was talking to her dad. She said, Dad, where, where did mankind come from? And the father said, well, you know, millions of years ago, there was pond scum and stuff came out of that. And then there were some apes and monkeys. And then, you know, humans evolved out of that. And the little girl was confused. She went back to her mom. She said, Mom, how is it possible? You told me the human race was created by God. And Dad told me they developed from pond scum and monkeys. And, you know, the mom said, well, sweetie, that's simple. I told you about my side of the family, and he told you about his side of the family, you know? silly but it's the devil's trick so that we just look at creation like it's nothing miraculous so we look at creation like it's not speaking but it is it's one of the ways we get to listen to the holy spirit the second way we get to listen to the holy spirit is through the word we almost every week here, almost every week we pray for the spirit to teach us. Why do we do that? Well, because what we read in John 14 that he's the counselor, he's the teacher, he's the one who's going to remind us of the things that Jesus said. We need him to be the one who's teaching us when we read the word. We can't just do all this on our own logic. We can do a lot of it on our own, but we need his help to help us learn. And This Bible, there are many ways to approach this Bible. We could approach it systematically by studying topics, and we could approach it with the discipline of getting through it every year and reading a certain amount every day. We could approach it with the historical look of trying to understand what did this say to those people at that time. And all of those things are good to do. They're all fine. They're good. But all of them ultimately need to lead to a personal application. What? Is God saying to me when I read this book? I recently had a conversation with one of my brothers in Christ. He said, I'm reading through the Bible in a year, and he said, I just thought the other day, why am I even doing this? He said, I read and read and read, and he said, then I put the book down, and he said, it was like two hours later, and he said, I thought, what did I read? And he said, I don't even know what I read. I couldn't even remember what I read, and I didn't understand anything I read. Nothing in the page meant anything to me. Why am I even doing this, John? And I encouraged him. I said, look, try this. Just read a sentence. Read a sentence. And just before you do, pray. God, do you want to say something to me with this sentence? Pray that. Ask him. Speak to me, God. And you may read the sentence, and it may be like, nope, not really. That was a list of the, you know, the names of people that begat, who begat, who begat. And you go, no, it didn't really say. Okay, that's fine. Move on to the next sentence or paragraph and ask and pray. God, do you want me to know something from this? And then pray and then read and let God's spirit speak. And the result is he will. He will speak to you when you are listening. We get to listen through creation. We get to listen through the word and then we get to listen through God's people. Open up to Matthew 18. I want to read something to you that I've read dozens or maybe a hundred times in my life and and just uh, some particular part of this that I had never seen before. Matthew 18, beginning in verse 15. If a brother sins against you, Go and show him or her their fault. In other words, if you've got a problem with somebody, go talk about the person to all your friends. No. Just bury it under the rug and everything will be okay. No. If you have a problem with somebody, go talk to the person. There's no promise here that everything will work out fine. As a matter of fact, we're all afraid it'll never work out. I've done that before. I've talked to him. Oh, my goodness. She'll just say the same thing she always says. That's what we do. The thing we don't do is what the Bible says. If you've got a problem with somebody, go talk to the person. Now, that's not really, that was just a little free uh, me ranting a little bit. Sorry. uh, uh, Forget that. Okay. uh, This is really the point we want to make. If. He listens to you. You've won your brother over. But if he will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to what? Listen. To them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to what? Listen. Even to the church, then treat him as the world as you would the world, or a pagan or tax collector. See, this is important that we not only listen to creation, that we not only listen to the Word, but that we listen to one another. This is one of the ways that the Spirit speaks to us, is through the body of Christ, through the community of believers. And I know many people who've said this to me in the past, and many people still say it to me. It's one of the most often things I heard said about church and that is this i don't need to go to church to be a christian now people say that to me when they find out i'm a preacher okay you're a preacher really which i always take as a compliment when they say it that way you're a preacher okay really well i don't go to church you don't need to go to church to be saved people say that to me all the time i don't argue with people about that but i will tell you this that's not god's plan God's plan is not to do Christianity in isolation by yourself. His plan is to be in a community, to be together so that we can help one another hear God's truth, so that we can, our eyes can be open to the blind spots that each of us have, so that we can have help staying on track, walking toward Jesus. I had a conversation last night with, uh, with a guy that lives in our community, and He spends a lot of time by himself. He spends very little time with others, and especially he spends very little time with a community of believers. And we were visiting, talking about some things and some ideas, and he said, well, is it okay if I tell you what I really believe? And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's fine. I'll I'll listen. And he said, well, I don't really believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. I don't believe that. He said, what I do believe is and, and I have heard lots of people say that. Okay, I, I can understand that, that conversation. He said, what I do believe is this. He said, do you know about DNA? I said, well, a little bit. And he said, well, he said here's the deal. He said, did you know if cousins marry each other, that if you have a weakness in the DNA strand, it can be compounded and you can have birth defects? And I said, yeah, I've, I've heard of that before. He said, did you also know if cousins get married to each other, If you have a strength in the DNA, it can make like a superhuman person. I was like, hmm, haven't heard that one before. Haven't heard that before. And he said, that's what I believe happened. I believe that Mary slept with one of her cousins, and the great DNA things in their blood, it just made this superhuman person. And that's why Jesus is such an amazing guy. That's what actually happened. Wow, I said. (laughs) <laughs> because that's what you say to buy some time to think what am I going to say next <laughs> no idea what to say to that wow and I said I, I, I did then say that's an interesting story that's an interesting theory I've I personally never seen any documentation about that and, and I believe that what's been handed down to us is accurate from God's word You see, I I went on and I visited with him further about that, and we talked for quite, quite a while about that. And I kept pressing back against that. And why did I do that? Because I want to be right, and I want him to be wrong. No, that's not why. Because you know what he needs? He needs the community of believers to press back on the places that he's confused. And so do I, and so do you. All of us need that. Because we all get ideas that are off track. We all think, oh, I bet God wants me to do this. And really, it's just that we want to do it. And we need the community of believers to say, we need brothers and sisters that can listen and go, well, that's interesting, John. Huh, that's an interesting idea you've got there. But have you looked at what God said in the Bible over here? Or, Or to say, you know, I remember feeling that way. I remember being tempted that way. But let me tell you how God helped me. That's what we need. That's why it's important to be together. That's why it's important to eat together here on Wednesday night. That's why it's important to have each other in our homes and be friends with each other. That's the reason, because we need to hear from the Holy Spirit through one another. And lastly, we hear from the Holy Spirit through times of solitude and silence. Times of being silent and quiet. I, I love this scripture from Ecclesiastes. I need to read it more often. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 says this. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to do what? What's the word? To listen. Go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know what they do wrong. Do not be quick with your mouth or hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God's in heaven, you're on earth, so let your words be few. Let your words be few. Too much talking in my life, out of my mouth, and not enough listening. Chuck Norris has become a... Of course, he's been famous for a long time, but it's become quite... uh, a fad among young people i don't know if you you know some of you may not know this but it's become quite a fad among some young people to make these jokes about chuck norris and how tough he is and there's hundreds of them if you go on the internet you can find hundreds of these jokes about how tough chuck norris is that he's the toughest person in the universe things like this chuck norris uses pepper spray to spice up his steaks that's how that's how tough he is faster than a speeding bullet more powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Yes, these are some of Chuck Norris's warm-up exercises. That's how great he is. And one of my favorites, Chuck Norris invented black. In fact, he invented the entire spectrum of visible light, except for pink. Tom Cruise invi- invented pink. <laughs> I like that one. Well, Chuck Norris got famous because of his cheesy movies and his cheesy TV series and all that kind of stuff. And, and he says that when, uh, that his success happened partly because of his signature roundhouse kicks. You guys have seen those before, how he you know spins around and kicks you in the head? Well, he, he says that he gives credit to a director that early in his career, a, a director gave him some good advice. He told him, because you're such a horrible actor... Here's the four words you need to remember. Talk less, kick more. And that's what he did. He talked less and he kicked more. And today, this scripture is pulling us aside and saying, because you guys are human and you're really foolish, and you're really silly, you don't know what you're doing. Talk less, listen more. That's what the Scripture is telling us. One one other Scripture about listening. Psalm 139, verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. You see, God is the great physician. And we need to be still. And let him search us. Let him examine us like we would a doctor. You don't just go into a doctor's office and blah, 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 And you tell them everything about yourself and you go on and on and on. Eventually, if you do that, eventually they're going to say, hey, just be quiet and be still for a minute and just take some deep breaths, okay? And let me examine you. We put ourselves under the care of a doctor and we're still and we let that doctor examine us. We don't tell the doctor what needs to happen. We listen and we let him point out things that are dangerous or offensive or that need to change in our life. And so we need to do with the Lord sometime this week when you're praying. Can I say in the name of Jesus Christ, just shut up? Just shut up and be still. And ask God to speak to your heart. Two warnings as we finish today. Two warnings. Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 10 says this. Jeremiah 6 and verse 10. To whom can I speak? Whom can I warn? Whom will listen to me? The people of Israel have closed ears. Whoa. The people of Israel have closed ears, so they cannot hear my warnings. They don't like the word of the Lord. They don't want to listen to it. So I am full of anger, and I am tired of holding it in. Warning number one, don't close your ears to the Holy Spirit this week. Don't go on this week like you've always gone on, rushing, media, plugged in, insatiable for busyness. Listen to the Spirit. And the last warning is James chapter 1, verse 22, where James says, do not merely listen to the Word, but do what it says. Do what it says. We get to listen to the Holy Spirit. But we want to listen and then we want to put it into practice. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. So if you don't put it into practice this week, come back next week and we'll work on that. This week, work on listening to what God has to say. Lord, we thank you for this morning. I thank you for the time we had to pray together. I thank you for the time we had to sing, to worship, to kiss your direction To let you know how much we love you. God let this time. Be expanded into our week. Help us to be quiet. To shut up. And listen to your voice. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. If there's anything that you need today. We can pray for you about. Uh, If there's anyone who has never asked Christ into your heart. You'd like to do that. Well, we'd love to accommodate that today. We're going to have some elders here who will be at the front. Let's stand and let's sing.
0: Hushing wind blow through me with your tender breeze. Search out the. Day.